Many of the prayers which we hear at Mass end with the very familiar formula, Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Or at times the prayer might end simply with the words, Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Church is very clear that she can only pray that which she believes, and so that formula of prayer which speaks of our prayers being made through Christ is an, an important expression of that which we believe, that is, that Jesus is the way to the Father. As he himself puts it, no one can come to the Father except through me. If we pay close attention to the various prayers at Mass, we will note that most of the prayers are addressed to God the Father through Jesus and in the Holy Spirit. Our second reading today from the letter to the Hebrews in a way calls our attention to this movement of ours through Christ to the Father. Jesus is the mediator, the way to the Father. And we are told two very important things about the Lord Jesus in the second reading. Firstly, that his power to save is utterly certain. And secondly, that he is living forever to intercede for all who come to God through him. His power to save is utterly certain. Jesus is the one and only Saviour of the world. Salvation ultimately means to be put back into right relationship with the Father and to live in that union forever in heavenly glory. And Jesus' power as Saviour is utterly certain. If we follow him, we will be saved. Seeking greater union with him while we are here in this life will obtain for us perfect union with him and the Father and the Holy Spirit in the life of the world to come. This is an infallible truth. There is not one of us that Jesus cannot save. But there are, unfortunately, too many who don't think they need to be saved. They might foolishly think they can make their way to the Heavenly Father and eternal life with him by their own power, paddling their own canoe. But when Jesus says no one can come to the Father except through him, no one really means no one. We need Jesus as Saviour. As Saviour, he deals with sin, which is an obstacle between us and God. And then as Saviour, he himself is the bridge thrown across that great divide to bring us to the Father. Only he can do it. And he so wants to do it for us, so great is his love for us. In vain do we seek salvation outside of Christ, for only Jesus' power to save is utterly certain. The second point the letter to the Hebrews makes is that Jesus, now reigning gloriously in heaven after winning salvation on the cross for us, is not, in a sense, resting on his laurels. He is living now forever to intercede for all who come to God through him. Jesus has saved the world already by his work on the cross but he is still actively engaged in bringing that salvation to full flowering in the lives of people down through the centuries right to our day. He is actively engaging with the Heavenly Father 
interceding with him on our behalf. Think about it. What is Jesus doing right now in heavenly glory? He's thinking about you. He is speaking of you with the Father. He has his eyes upon you and his look is a gaze of perfect love and mercy. And he always has his eyes upon you and it is always a glance of merciful love. If you can cast your mind back to a time when you think you are at your spiritual best and at your holiest, at that time Jesus had his eyes upon you and he was interceding for you with the Father. Now think of a time when you were at your worst, a time when you were perhaps up to your neck in sin. The same Jesus had those same merciful eyes upon you then, loving you the same and still interceding for you with the Father. Our sin changes our love for God, but our sin does not have the power to change God's love for us. So whenever you stop to think of it, whether things are going really well or going terribly for you, remember that at that moment, the Saviour has his eyes upon you and is interceding for you. Tomorrow we will celebrate the Feast of All Saints. They are our friends in high places, and we often seek their intervention, help and intercession from their high place in heaven. But Christ's place in heaven is infinitely higher, for Jesus Christ is himself God and no mere creature like the saints. All the saints can help you, all the saints can and do intercede for you, but Christ alone can save you, and his power to save is certain. With the saints, we have friends in high places, but with Jesus Christ, we have a friend in the most high place. And let us never forget it. Finally, I draw your attention to the words you will hear in the third Eucharistic prayer at Mass. The Eucharistic prayer is always addressed to God the Father. And in that third Eucharistic prayer, we hear these words. May he, meaning Jesus, make of us an eternal offering to you, Father, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect. What this prayer expresses is our firm belief that as Jesus lives now forever, interceding for us with the Father, drawing us to the Father, so at the end of our earthly life, we hope to be found worthy to be presented by Jesus to the Father. And what might he say? Perhaps something like this. Behold, Father, behold another son, soul, won by my blood for your glory. Here is Jason, here is Claire, here is Owen, here is Yvonne. They belong to you, Father. I have loved them, I have saved them, I have rescued them from their sins and from the grasp of the devil. Father, grant them now the life, love and joy which is ours to give for all eternity. Father, grant them now a place among the elect, among the other saints that I have saved by my death and resurrection. And could the Father possibly refuse such a prayer, such a request from the lips of Christ on your behalf? No.
for Christ's power to save is utterly certain. What is not so certain, however, is whether we will accept him as our Lord and Saviour.